You've clicked on the punters preamble. I'm Simon Dinopoulos. I'll be joined by Adam Blanco as we look ahead at the weekend's racing. Ramwick looks to be in doubt. Well, probably not, but the amount of rain it's hit is already a heavy 10. But down your way, Adam, everything seems to be sweet. Sweet where I'm looking, yeah. Newmarket. Beautiful weather in Newmarket. Beautiful weather in New York. I'm not sure what the weather's like in Paris for Sunday, which is the pre-Jean Pratt. I'm going to go with nice. And yeah, Caulfield, good track. So far at Caulfield. So. Plenty to choose from this weekend. Who is the highest rated going around? So it'll be in Newmarket. I don't know the field. I haven't even looked. Would you Would you believe it? The uh, France Galo side is down, as is tradition. <laughs> so I don't actually know what goes there. The Belmont Derby is interesting. Doesn't have the highest rated horse in it, but friend of the show, Stone Age, yep. goes across there. And it's interesting, Aiden pitching his three-year-old across to America has often been a sign that maybe Australia is on the radar. Mm. So one to look at. And Nation's Pride, who we thought would run well in the derby, having smashed Huyamal, goes over to America as well for Charlie. And Huyamal's since been bought by Gay and ran second at Epsom. Lucky too, but did. So, yeah, there's a little – that's worth watching. But it doesn't – it won't be the highest rated horse of the weekend or region of the weekend. Your beer tonight – Opens the July festival, the quirky your beer. Although mm. I feel like that's a, um, it's a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. This like they've decided that he's quirky, so now they're riding him quirky and making him quirky. Oh, it's never like, good. Oh, I mean, he he was tremendous in Dubai, as you know. I was a bit of a knocker. Mm. Ran a screamer in Dubai, nearly knocked off the the Japanese Derby winner, and we've seen plenty of the form from behind them stack up pretty well. I don't know if you saw America last start, but he was they held him right up in one of those tight-turning American turf tracks and left doing all his running late on. Like, yuck. But a better scenario. He won at this meeting last year. Better scenario for him. And, and I think he's firming up as favourite now. And, and so he should be. I couldn't tell you there's um, betting value there. But he would be – he and probably Creative Force for the same stable in the July Cup on Saturday night would be the two highest rated. And – oh, sorry. In Spiral goes around on Friday night against four – in the Falmouth, so... Um, Frankie back on. Frankie is back on, and she has sent the opposition scattering. I think her performance at Ascot, only Alpha Centauri has put up a bigger performance than that. I looked, I think I got 15 years back, and found one Falmouth winner that was better than that. And just to add to it, the four rivals that show up, not one of them has got a number that's in line with the average place-getter in a Falmouth. So um, there's a fair divide between the good and the bad. How good is she? Where could she end up if you're looking at futures? Well, I mean, she's not like – she's a miler, so there is no real – I mean, she'll run in those big miles, hopefully. Hopefully she'll – well, by Eads going up in trip. No, nah, good question. She'll probably run in the QE2 at the, the end of the year. And I, I'm, I think if she smashes these up, they'll probably chase something a bit bigger and grislier than, than just mopping up mares races. Outside of Baid, I wouldn't think there's anyone that's going to start favourite to beat her over a mile if she repeats. So if she's got two of what she did at Ascot in the book, then she's um, she'll be solidified as probably the best non-Baid miler in at least Europe. Oh, exciting. Yeah. So that's the um, – they're the sort of three headline acts at, um, at the July Festival. Probably not – certainly in the – I wouldn't – talk anyone into a now firming towards 220 your beer probably let that run um and in spirals unbackable but 
the Dunno horse comes up in a race where maybe the top-rated horse is a bet, and that's Creative Force in the July Cup, and the Dunno is Artorius. Probably the most discussed horse on our podcast, Artorius, and hmm. he was unlucky last start, but we're still the opinion he's looking for further. Yeah, I mean, he was chased along the whole way to keep up at Ascot. That was Jamie up and about. Yeah. So he goes to the July course, which is, did a little research. Oh, tidbits. <laughs> tidbits. Uh, 2.3 seconds quicker, the six furlongs at Newmarket. Mm. Then. That's not so that's about him. 14 lengths. So about 14 lengths quicker, the July course, than Ascot. So it is, um, it's a sharper test. And that he doesn't scream, I want a sharper test. No. There's also, I went and had a look back, because obviously we've, you know, the Australian Colts have this great record at, at Ascot, but it's not quite so crash hot at the July course, but only from a, a few showings. But we've had Star Spangled Banner, who was technically running for Ireland, if you like, at the meeting, but mm. he was, you know, we're looking for profiles, Australian bred three-year-olds. He was able to win it without having to necessarily better what he did at Ascot. Um, but you could argue he was better than he was in Australia. But the other four Australian three-year-olds to have run in this have all plummeted away from their Australian form. It doesn't really – I'm talking nonsense. It doesn't mean anything, but – It's not a good thing. It's interesting. Sepoy tanked in this race, although it was I was there that day and it was pouring rain and he looked at me in the parade. He looked at me, spotted his fellow Aussie. <laughs> what am I doing here? We made eye contact and I was like, what are you doing here, mate? And he looked at me he's like, I, I don't know what Saeed's doing to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't run over the 1,000 in the King stand and then they fronted up in a heavy track six. Oh, yuck. He knew, I knew, we all knew. Sham Express is probably a – I reckon Sham Express is a good comparison. I think people think Artorias is better than Sham Express, but ratings-wise, I think they're a pretty good comparison. Sham Express runs seventh. When you say, like, people think. This is just my vibe. I think people – I think there's a general vibe around Artorias that he's really good. 100% 100% people would think that he's better than Sham Express. Wouldn't even have him in the same ballpark. You don't reckon? No. Nah. People think Atorius is like elite. Hmm. Well, I think Sham Express, ratings-wise, Sham Express is a, is a good like for Leica. He ran seventh. Brazen Bow and Star Witness ran seventh and tenth. So Sham Express, Brazen Bow, Star Witness, I've got running 112, 10 and 10 here, and they were rated 119, 126, 124 going in. Artorius won 19. Like Artor- mm. That's Artorius. Is the it's like for like, really. So Brazen Bow and Star Witness were a bit better than Artorius. Yeah. They won the Coolmore. Artorius couldn't. Yeah. Smashed in the Coolmore. I know he was staying on at the end, but that's what he does, right? Yeah, so they've all disappointed there. As I said, I don't think there's any... There's no rhyme or reason to that. That's just a, a coincidence. But um, people who like their history says like to lean on those little fun facts and say that's why Artorius... Will not. I think it's probably got more to do with slipping back 14 lengths and I don't think he was any better than Creative Force and the sectionals. My read of the sectionals would say that Creative Force was every bit as good as him at Ascot. I would make Creative Force the bet given that he's priced outside Artorias and certainly in local markets, and you've just dragged up the tab market there, he's going to be shorter than Creative Force and shorter than the horse that beat him in Naval Crown. Perfect Power won their equivalent of the Coolmore, the Commonwealth at the same meeting. And he's a good horse, but I don't think he's a great horse. He was a slightly worse than typical Commonwealth Cup winner. So three-year-olds have a good record here, sure. I'd, I'd make Creative Force slight favourite. So there is a bet to be had there. Like I said, couldn't probably steer you into any of the two top raiders at the meeting, days one and two, but that to me... As I said, Creative Force's big rating is um, off a more testing track as well. So he does have... Probably the same little Artorius niggle. He might be a better 
seven furlong horse than six. But yeah, I think he's the, I think he's the bet there. It's interesting what you say about the Australian horses and their record. He's saying it's purely a coincidence. You can look at it two ways. It's a a bad coincidence or b. We're due. Well, we're due. <laughs> we we've got to regress towards the mean. One of them's eventually got to run well. Well, Star Spangled Banner did run well and won it. And I mean, if you, I'm I'm talking purely Colts here as well. Like Alverta ran out of it. Alverta ran a place in a July Cup. It's kind of crazy, isn't mm. it? Best run of her life. Um, I think Ortensia ran a place that same day. But it was raining and Sepoy was there as well. Good memory. Mm. You'll oh. be happy to know, I think, Adorius coming home, racing on, and the Golden Eagle is being talked up. So you are, I think you're oh, going to get your chance. Finally, yeah. finally. Well, I'll be keen that day. Hopefully he's... Everyone's tired of him by then and I get a price. <laughs> Speaking of bizarros in terms of price, the opener at Ramwick, I was hoping Adam went and looked this up, but I'm not sure if he has. I did not. But Sorry. even still. Sorry. <laughs> how many times would a horse off a Dubbo Class 1 win come to Ramwick and start favourite? It'd be very few, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, especially I probably in general and especially if you filtered out highways. Although it's a, that's a very specific angle, so probably might not have even happened there. Mm. Probably hasn't. Because you got Gallant Star off winning. The horse of former big testicles. <laughs> There's an article at Racing and Sports for context around that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Mandy, wasn't it? It was. Worth checking out at racingandsports.com. One on debut. So originally with Annabelle Neesham and then switch of stables, two for two at Dubbo. $11 on forty last start. Ran decent figures for Dubbo. He has, yeah, he's two, he's, he can run. He can run. But it was more of a win that would be $10, I thought, when he came to town. Mm. But instead is equal favourite at the moment, five fifty with Athletica and Troach. I think it's a really good race to kick off the day. Midnight in Tokyo has that form around Natuno. Really heavy track the Gold Coast that day. And then last start, just paddled late. But now gets back onto a heavy track. She's been completely dismissed by the market. And Mr. Wet Track, Sam Clipperton, gets aboard. Oof. $9. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Sam Clipperton. That, so it's an interesting market because I find whenever you see the market littered by horses who don't have metropolitan form, it's generally an opportunity. And Midnight in Tokyo looks that way early at $9. Athletica first up. I think Troach has trolled well. But Gallant Star, I don't think belongs there at the moment and it's bizarre for me. Yeah, I have nothing to add. Good. <laughs> Your best bet down in Melbourne? Comes up, it's a good meeting. Caulfield comes up really good. It's funny. Just seven days on in the shadows of the, the winter <laughs> finals day. It's not easy to, you know, it's like Harbour Town on the back of the Masters or something, you know. Those tournaments tend to get lost. But this one, this stands up. And the, the feature, the Monash, is a, I'm saying, good addition of the race. So we've got the uh, the sprinter of the winner, Ashford Street. He start over the winter and and a couple first up that will be looking towards the spring, including my selection, which is Oxley Road, who's already a spring winner, won mm. the Caulfield Sprint on Cup Day last year, and he's backed that up. He's twice a group winner around Caulfield, hopefully thrice come Saturday night. And then early in the autumn, he goes and runs a place in the Rubiton and then a place in a really fast and furious Oakley Plate. And I think if he's, I didn't see it, but I hear rumours that he jumped out nicely. So he's healthy, good. 
And if he is and he runs anywhere near that, I think there's only been a couple of Monash winners in recent memory. Lord of the Sky. We can, you want to go for a walk down memory lane? Yeah, let's go. Lord of the Sky. He was a dominant star winner of the Monash before, not long before, that very season. I remember, yeah. He went on to run second in a TJ Smith. At a big price. I don't think Oxy Road will do that. But I'm not writing it off. Yep. <laughs> um, and then Pago Rock. Or was it Pango Rock? Tomato, tomato. He was a really good winner of it as well. And there's been others. Jungle Edge took him to the jungle in the rain. Champ. And it's been a race with um, one by plenty of good horses, but only a couple in truth that are better than Oxley Road. And I think onto, onto better ground, it, it asks a bit of a question of Ash, Ashford Street. Won three of his last four, but I think he's really enjoyed proper winter ground. So this could be a, a little bit quicker and Oxley Road a little bit nimbler mm. than what he's been taking on. And then there is Maleva for Stokes who's won a bundle of listed races and she's pretty smart herself, including winning first up Caulfield at the start of last preparation. So, you know, that bodes pretty well. And she'd be, if she won, she would be about up to, she wouldn't have to improve to be an up to scratch Monash winner. But I think Oxley Road is a bit better than that. And I think she and the rest of them are basically sitting back and hoping that he's not on. Because if he is, I think he wins. And there's better than two to one being bet. Seems very fair to me. Powerful connections, Moody and Nolan, who has a good book of rides, actually. Moody brings a bit of an army. He's got eight runners and they're all a lot of big profiles. He's up and about early moods. Interesting. And everyone will be happy to know Adam did get the word up from moods when he was doing the Labbrokes review show. Got a nice push, didn't you, from moods about Oxy Road? I did not. <laughs> I mentioned one horse to moods. If yeah, tell this story. This is funny. <laughs> so, uh, you know, of all the little two-year-olds you've got going around, who might be an improver? And I'm like, oh, rampant lion. You know, Frankel, he's only been seen over a thousand and then pitched to the wolves in the Blue Diamond. Not much chance there. He said, pick another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he comes out of the black book. Rampant <laughs> lion. See you, pal. Up in Sydney, as mentioned earlier, heavy 10, so always – Really tricky doing your form because you're not actually sure who's going to be there on Saturday. But was very keen on why Haha Falls last weekend and happy to dive in again. He's a sectional boys horse. Yeah, he is. And the annoying thing, I knew the price last week was too good to be true. Sectional boys or girls, sorry. Anyone can enjoy their sectionals. (laughs) (laughs) And we're getting 380 in a much weaker race. You could pen the second, third, fourth pick in the market. You can't do that with this race on the weekend and you're taking a shorter price. But in saying that, he rates clear for us down in the weights off last start. And I think, as Adam mentioned, sectional star first up. So there's more to come. If he does, I think he's got these covered for sure. Sure. Well, sure enough. (laughs) I've got him odds on. We're not getting 380 this weekend, but it's still. Have you got to drag a field up so I can shake my head at you saying odds on, please? Sir Galahad's up there. And innkeeper. Sure they're not running this at Sandown on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your, si- your silence tells a story there. I'm pretty confident that my odds on assessment is correct, given you've got no rebuttal, which for those that know Adam well, it's very hard to get an opportunity that Adam doesn't rebut your choice. So, Keen, Waha Falls, race seven, number 11, I think 270, as mentioned, more than fair. I've got him odds on and I think he'll be hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, horrendous. had to had to throw that in there for him. Thanks guys. Cheers.